Hello and welcome to All the Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Cheese. And I'm Owen. And together we are All the Overs, uh, three Essex fans who just talk about Essex cricket and that is all. Um, how are you doing, um, Cheese and Owen? Yeah, not too bad at all. Had a nice quiet Easter and cosies around and yeah, always a pleasure to catch up with you two. Yeah, no, I enjoyed Easter, hol- uh, Easter holidays and then you've got the main one coming up. So it's all good right now. Lots of four-day weeks. I know, it's lush. Yeah, are you just getting too used to it? Yeah, but I think we can this year though, can't we? Because we've got one next week. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. We've got the Queen's um, Platinum Jubilee to look forward to as well. No doubt that will. Well, I'm hoping the sun will come out for that one. I think it has to. So, but yeah, good, nice, peaceful Easter's everyone. So, I'm on the wrong side of forty now. I don't know what to say about that, but I think about it every day since you, you young'uns. 40 to 30 and all that, so you're fine. That's what they tell people who are getting old so they don't feel so sad about themselves. But I can tell you, I, uh, I play cricket on Sunday, uh, ran around a field for the best part of like seven hours or something ridiculous. Um, and uh, yesterday I thought, oh, a bit sore, not too bad. Today, I don't feel 40, I feel 60. I imagine this is what 60-year-olds feel like. Pain. Every day. But there you go. It's what you two young'uns have got to look forward to when you hit, you know, my ripe old age. But there you go. Have either of you yep, um, uh, done, done any kind of trips um, I mean, I know you, we, so you at Taunton, so that's good. Yep. Jeez, you managed to, managed to get too many in person? No, I've uh, unfortunately been locked away. I'm sort of in the midst of DIY, so it's keeping me all busy. But yeah, I want to hear all about Taunton and what you guys thought. Well, I think uh, it's, it's nice to be able to start the pod with a win even though it was by quite tight margins. Um, yeah, it was, um, it, was, it was a good few days. I was there for two days. Um, first day, it was cold. Second day, glorious sunshine all day. So, you know, much more comfortable second day, if not quite as exciting, cricket-wise. What did you think, Owen? Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought, um, apart from the, the last... The last session, you know, where we, you know, it's hit and miss whether you're going to win or not. Um, I, I thought actually Essex were quite in commanding position. I think so it's quite a lot of negativity around the place, but I didn't. Well, Essex played it well. You know, they, they it was a bowler's wicket, which is not unsurprising for Taunton, uh, very mm-hmm. famous for it, aren't they? Uh, and yep. um, there's nothing wrong with. Uh, they took it too far a few years ago, but um, this pitch is a bowler's wicket. A lot of wickets fell, and then I thought Cook played it marvellously on, on our first batting innings, where he just, you know, left a lot of balls uh, and yep. got a very slow half century. I thought that that really steadied the ship for our innings, got enough runs to put it on the board. And it's a shame we didn't couldn't win by more at the end. It just, you know, it's, couldn't seem to finish the game off as tightly as I'd like. Yeah, 
I thought I thought it was quite intelligent and strategic cricket because I did a couple of um, videos, obviously. Um, and and yeah, I, I do think the 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 pitch did turn a bit. You know, after that after that first and second day, certainly. Um, but um, but it you know Cook was absolutely right to leave to leave the balls and not you know play those you know cheap shots. Actually, it was, you know, let, let's wait this out. Um, I think it was, I mean, did you say one for the purists? Yeah, I, I wouldn't go that far. I think that's because it's boring. Um, but... No, no, I don't mean that. I, I know, I don't, not as a euphemism, but actually, genuinely, someone who appreciates the. Yeah, I think I don't, I don't, I don't think bowling, bowling appreciates it enough, really. Uh, the, mm. the bowling pitches aren't appreciated enough. People get. Um, seem to we seem to be very anti wickets falling regularly. Um, yet if a, if batsmen smack double centuries, no one's having to go to the grounds for that. You know, uh, when the bowlers are at the game. So yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a good contest. It's, it's a different style of cricket that to, to what you're probably used to seeing. Or not, not. I doubt our listeners they're quite cricket um, savvy people from what we see. But yeah, I think just in the general public are, are used to seeing. You know. Um, Big scores, sixes, and, and lovely shots. They're not. I hear people aren't so. Especially when it's not televised, you get the replays when you're watching good bowling mm-hmm. off a, a bowler's wicket. Yeah, very because it was a very very green wicket, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You two thought... are very complimentary. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. You're going to contrast that, are you? Go on. Let's see. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm in the wrong, but I thought it was embarrassment. I think. <laughs> Not necessarily like from players' individual performances, but the biggest like narrative I think at the moment, especially in English cricket, is the test side isn't good enough because the county championship isn't good enough. And they point to games like this as an example. The the pitch was so green, like the ball was moving all over the place. And just the amount of wickets falling so quickly. Okay, yes, you have to be a good bowler to take advantage of the conditions and do it, but also it shouldn't be like you shouldn't be bowling out teams for 109 in the first division. You just shouldn't. The officiating was questionable. I don't know if you've seen it, but that we would agree. Um, well, I'd agree with that. I don't know if you would, Owen. Uh, we did. On the Somerset Twitter, they were putting up like falls of wickets and everything else. And they did Dan Lawrence's one being given out at OBW, and it's going about a foot over the stumps. Oh, that one. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, even even the home bad. fans were saying that was a bit dodgy. Like, how is that given? Just shockingly bad. And these are like paid professionals. You'd expect the standard to be a bit higher. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing I did find it a bit, a bit frustrating, which made it um, exciting. So, you know, I was at the football on, I was at the football on Saturday, so I wasn't watching the cricket, but probably on Twitter, and I got to a point where I was just sat in my seat, but we're not paying any attention to the match whatsoever, just checking Twitter and up on the ECB app to see whether we won or not. I thought that fourth innings was a bit, um, a bit disappointing that we couldn't see it off, and the fact that the top order fell for a cumulative total of. Uh, what have we got up here? Uh, 10 runs. The first 10 runs. Yeah. And if you put Critchley into that, it goes up to 35. It's not much better. So, 
yeah, I thought that that was that was disappointing for me. That you, with all that time left, you know, you had a day and a, a day and a bit to go. You couldn't just as Terry that that would be definitely what the purists just plotting it out, getting the runs without mm-hmm. worrying about time. But that's sometimes you have to do that. And as she's saying, these professional cricketers, the job. I mean, people say oh, entertainment. Actually, their jobs win games. Um, yeah. So. I think, we, you know, it's easy to get diverted from the main purpose, isn't it? Because because there are so many of us who invest in, in watching it, like, you know, not just for the, you know, you want the result, but, you know, for the enjoyment of seeing good cricket. And, you know, you've got quite rightly people having paid good money. Um, you know, I, I mean, I had people say to me, oh, you're here for four days. Like, no, I'm here for two. But they're quite impressed that, you know, the Essex fans were travelling for, you know, um, a good portion of it. Um, and the expectation is that when you're there, you're seeing good quality cricket because you want your money's worth. You want entertaining. Um, you know, you've taken time. You know, many people that would have been their only, they would have been their only days off in that period of time, and they've chosen to spend it watching, you know, people block ball after ball. And that's not that's not thrilling for some. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Their core purpose is to get a result, and and we did. So got to be pleased about that. Yeah, but not the manner. You you wouldn't wouldn't expect that sort of that with that time left and the and the runs available, as Cheese was saying, you wouldn't expect them to lose nine wickets. Um, no, it's quite surprising. So yeah, talking of shambles though, so Cheese, when we arrived, I went to look at some museums beforehand and met Terry at the ground about <laughs> half ten. Yeah, it was about half ten thinking what we're going to do for half an hour, like trying to find a coffee or something, you know, because I, I get, you know, I get quite bored quite easily. So um, we got into the ground at half 11. And the queue was probably 20 deep. They had to register every single person on the website and take card details manually like it was the 1980s. Really? Yeah, yeah, it took absolutely ages. And people were trying to let in the queue, like trying to buy them online. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. No. The queue was about twenty meters long, and it took an hour. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it's quite. It, it was. It was amazing that we actually um, saw some of the first session, <laughs> <laughs> given how long it took. Because I was like, I was bimbling along, thinking, "Oh, we're going to be waiting around for eight. What are we going to do with ourselves? Oh, we'll just have a chat about the pod and you know, have a wander. I'll have a nosy of the merch because even though I'm not, you know, a, a Somerset fan, I still." I like to browse the shops. Um, didn't have time for any of that. It was right. Get to the seats as quickly as you can. <laughs> um, what have I missed? So, yeah. But you didn't um, buy any pints, did you, Terry? Because you hid yourself away in the members section. I know. I was, to be fair, I was... Uh, right, you're stitching me up there, right? Because I did I did hover about the bar for a while, but on that first day, on the on the Friday... Um, Thursday. Thursday, sorry. Um Sorry, I'm travelling through time. Um, on the Thursday, uh, got the first first round of drinks, went downstairs, and the next time I went down, I thought, oh, I'll hover about for a bit because, you know, we've got a little bit of a break here. Um, and they'd closed the kiosk. So I was like, right, okay, I'll go for a wander down. So I did go down to the main, oh, I forget what the restaurant is called, the bar around there, had a little hover. Um, no, no takers at all. And then at various other points in the day, I did try to make myself visible. Um, and, and I deliberately kitted myself out. I could not have been more Essex 
I was wearing my hat with the badges on. I was wearing my zip up top. Um, you know, I had my blonde hair sticking out so people could see me, you know. Mm-mm, no. Anyway, talking about um, last podcast, our prediction about Nick Brown's uh, backfired a bit, isn't it? Ooh. I don't think it's backfired. I think we called out consistency, which is yeah. exactly case in point over the, the last couple of games. You can't start the season like that and then have the following <laughs> results. I mean, some, it was Somerset's second innings, wasn't it? You went out first ball. Um, like you got one run. Ball of the day. Oh, yeah. yeah you, you got one run. You faced four balls. That's probably conditions. That's a bit harsh to, to judge about that. Um, but yeah, that that that's Nick Brown, capable of brilliance, but also lacks the consistency to bed in sometimes and and show it. Yeah, I mean, someone I'm a bit disappointed with. I don't understand why they've got a place in the team is Rossington. I don't understand he's why he's called. Huh? He scored the winning runs, so. Yeah, I know, but I uh, don't can't. He's not sort of the world of fire. And also, I'm uh, not sure how to be polite about this. He doesn't look very fit. I was quite surprised. when I, Yeah, when I saw him and then when I saw the scorecard, I thought, oh, mm, that's interesting. Um, because, yeah, no, he doesn't look like a professional athlete in terms of his stature. It, it's... Well, Markedly but, different yeah. to the others. I, I, I'm all. I'm, and a lot of people on the Essex forums and stuff are sort of are very anti us bringing any any players in with our depth of talent from coming through the academy. Which I completely disagree with. If you've got opportunities to bring quality players in, why not and strengthen the squad? I don't think Rossin fits that bill. I think he is blocking a place for Josh Rimmels, um, Coochies, those players. I think we're better off giving those guys a chance in the first team than having some guy on loan who is in his in his thirties who's not. Testing the world a lot. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I'm inclined to agree there because I mean, I know that you know, not out for 29 and kind of saved the day a bit. I think that was a bit of a dare I say, it, a bit of a fluke. He's certainly not, not had the, the best start, although saying that, and it's probably a good time to transition into Warwickshire because he at least put up a bit more resistance in that game. And actually, just before we leave Somerset, I should probably mention Slater once again, making yeah. a seat humble by, by taking a seat. <laughs> yeah. Him and Overton had an absolute field day on that wicket. But yeah, hats off to him for, for doing the job. Yeah, as you said before, he's like, you can be presentable with all the conditions that are favourable towards bowlers, but he's still going to be able to bowl the ball in a straight line and beat you know, Division One batsman. It's not a done deal, is it? Just because, you know, you got good conditions for bowling. No. But a six for though. I mean, yeah, it's very good. I think he should be very proud of himself. Should should be proud of himself. Um. Yeah. Warwickshire. Let's have a look at Warwickshire. Um. I was just, I, I, I could quite happily have just stayed on Somerset. <laughs> be honest um Warwickshire does not impress me 
Um, uh, yeah, batting, some good performances. You know, particularly, I think it's worth looking at Wesley um, in the first innings. Um, but yeah, that, that scorecard is, is not the most favourable. I open the floor to the pair of you. On the one hand, you lost to the reigning champions. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the manner in which you lost is <laughs> brittle. I think is the way to describe us. Doesn't feel like there's much resolve in the team. Maybe I'm wrong, but you look at the Somerset scorecard, and Cook gets 59 in the first innings. Harmer gets 25, but no one else really gets anywhere near the 20s. Second innings, Rossington higher scores on 29. No one else gets past 15. And it's the same in the Warwickshire game. Wesley gets 80. No one else gets past 30. Like too many two zeros, sixes all the way throughout. And you just can't afford to do that. We had a much better go in the second innings. It was a bit more consistent. Oh, yeah, we had some really, really good harmer. Yeah, Harmer getting 75 is, is phenomenal. But why is he the one getting 75 is the bigger question. And it was a bit more spread, you know. More people got into the 30s and lo and behold, we post over 300. Makes the game not winnable, but they had to work for it at least with a target of 110. We needed that in the first innings. And we'd have probably come away with a draw of blank. We predicted. It just feels like if things don't go our way, we don't have any way to bounce back. We just let it keep going with that momentum. Yeah, shame the watch that you know we always talk about how guaranteed ten wickets and stuff, but it just seems as far. I mean, the economy apart from us. Skeckety, the, the economy rates are pretty decent of all the bowlers, but it's just, oh, well, I'm going Critchley. So, I think, who might be? Yeah, I mean, Critchley got t- taken for 24 off one over, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I just I think that, yeah, they seem to lack that lethal edge with our bowling a bit, uh, which normally we rely upon, don't we? That, you know, you can, Essex in the past have got away with only one or two players scoring decent runs because you've got a top, like, top class um, bowling attack, but. Didn't seem to happen at Warwickshire, unfortunately. No. I mean, I don't know a huge amount about um, a lot of the... Because uh, I don't pay as much attention to other clubs as I do Essex. But, I mean, you're looking at sort of the Warwickshire first innings. Like, this Burgess chap, 170? I mean, that that's going to massively skew Steckity's... You know, well, it's going to ask you, yeah, because I think he bowled him quite a bit. But for the rest of, if you look at the rest of the performance, it's quite, apart from that standout, actually, it's quite similar. It's quite a similar scorecard in terms of batting to, to Essex. Um, you've just got someone there that's 
done exceptionally well. That was definitely well. a, a match-winning yeah. performance. A match-winning performance, isn't it? You know, when you've got someone performing that well with the bat that you just takes ages to get rid of, you know, face 217 balls. Yeah. If we'd have broken the partnership with um, Lamb and, you know, could have, would have, should have, oh, he only, he only gets 100, not 170, then, you, you you know, the game's more manageable, the target's a bit further and everything else. But I think just the punch wasn't there. Like, you could see it in the second innings. We didn't take a single wicket. I don't think... It's not that they, the players necessarily believe they would win, but I don't think they put as much into it knowing that it was so far beyond them. Mm. Do you think they perhaps gave, not gave up but just didn't feel like it was attainable? So I, I feel that's a bit too strong. Like They're professional athletes, they want to win and I don't think saying that they gave up is necessarily how I want to articulate it. I no, think no. they didn't play the game on their terms. And, or didn't keep fighting to play on their terms. And the momentum just took them both in the first innings and in the, the second innings of it's the luck's just not there. And we'll just keep doing the same thing rather than forcing changes up or trying something a bit different. You know, I know Lawrence got injured and probably wasn't feeling it all the way through, but he didn't bowl in the first innings. Cook has even had overs like Chef. Um, so I need to have Critchley come in as sort of the mix up. Okay, yes, he got absolutely tonked, and, and maybe that's what put them off having more mix ups. Um, it just felt like Warwickshire were doing really well, so we're going to keep letting them do well, and then we'll see how we are at the end of it. Yeah, it just seems like uh, I think as he's got a plan A, obviously a plan A and a plan B. Plan B is see what harm we can do. I don't think there's a plan C is there if that those two first options don't work. I do, do think is if you're right, Jesus, we have to sort of like sit back and assess the damage. Which I think the work was just too great. And you're not gonna come unless you're not without saying a miracle, you're not gonna come back from that. And the second all I think all our second batting innings did was just stop the embarrassment. You know, by losing, by not by losing by innings. That's what it stopped, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, if, if we'd have batted out another half day, it's a draw. Um, but just not the, the platform from the first two and a half days, I guess, to, to see it through. Do you think it... With the right um, plan, then because because I struggle to get my head around this because it's such a long game, um, and we talk about plan A and plan B and plan C. It, is is that how teams go into things? You know, with with several plans, that, and you know, in terms of analysing what what the scenarios could be at the you know at the end of an innings, the end of a day, or because it feels because the way we're discussing it, it feels like it's quite reactive, and I just wonder because because I, I, I've never been in that position where I've had to, you know, really. I've only ever played one day. Uh, I've only ever captained a couple of matches. So in terms of the 
the planning and the preparation for the what if scenarios you know what 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 do we think what does that look like is well, they'll have a plan for every single batsman. So every single batsman will have a plan on how, you know, they, they've got a data analyst, they data analysts, and they'll mm-hmm. plan on how to get that person out. And they'll, that's the, the, part of the coaches and the cap, senior captain, the senior players' mm-hmm. job is to have that discussion before the match. And then, you know, they come in, the, um, you know, what, what we're used to in club cricket, where, you know, you have the same feel from the previous bats or maybe a neutral field that you feel comfortable with your team. And then you change things to go along. They'll have a, a fielding strategy for that batsman coming in. Um, it's I think this the skill is as as the game evolves, as someone as you know, she's saying as that partnership evolves, how do you break it? Um, and I think we've got a last five years with a very solid plan of breaking breaking partnerships. And I think uh, you know, and tennis guys are very good at that, and we're lucky to have Harmer. But I think once that's once that's gone and it's not working, I, I do think we struggle to to really do you think we should have another bowler and take away from the batting depth yeah I think we see the days have gone where we can rely on four bowlers a little bit because it feels it feels like this is a bit of a, a repetition of last year you know Last year, when we were doing this pod, we were starting to say, oh, actually, our batting's improved and the bowling's become a little bit of a weakness. And I don't think it's gone full circle. And I'm certainly not confident in the batting lineup to um, to think it through. But given its weaknesses, adding the fifth bowler probably brings the bowling back to that strong unit and eases the pressure because if you all right rossington's not set the world on fire however you know scored the winning runs against Somerset. it was a leg by but you have to be at the crease to do it and he got 50 in the second so he's got potential but you could cut him cook steckerty stater harmer porter slash beard um, comes in. Harmon, we know, can bat. You know, he got 75. So he's also spanked it around in the 2020 and the One Day Cup before. So having him as the last proper batsman, not a bad thing. Denny Varga could be got a strong start. Brown Cook, Wesley Christie, Critchley, Lawrence, or Lawrence before Critchley, depending on how the match is going, um, we to keep it. It's a very strong 11. Very bowler heavy. But you'd go into every game thinking, we are going to bowl them out. And we've got all the options available to us. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I do find that I know it's going back to like nostalgia stuff. We have got we've got the nucleus apart from losing one bowler, two maybe, of, of the championship winning bowling attack. You know, it's, it's still there in in our squad. Yeah, we just, all we've done is lost um, lost Siddle, lost Ravi. 
That was weird seeing Siddle. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not going to. Yeah, we haven't we haven't replaced Ravi, are you right? No, Ravi won't replace. He was, he was a plan C, wasn't he? Yeah. That was a plan C bowler. Yeah. You'd have Ravi and Lawrence as the, okay, Porter uh, needs a break. On comes Ravi, bowls line and length very, very well. Either he gets a wicket or he goes for a few, but it gives them a rest and everything else. Lawrence was the same. And I think like Lawrence and Critchley can do that. You know, Lawrence already has what two, three wicket hauls so far. Yeah. Maybe one three wicket haul. So he's certainly capable of doing a job as a part-time bowler. Um and Critchley, I think, could be the Ravi replacement. Still early, but needs to bed himself in a bit. I just think why not why not mix it up and run extra bowler and and see because on paper there's no reason that shouldn't work right if everyone does their job the batsmen perform that's the big question mark will the batsmen perform and give the bowlers a bit of a break yeah because i think what we need is more of a what's the word i'm looking for a holistic approach so that we're not overly reliant on either the bowling or the batting. That sounds like um, that's like just an ideal team, isn't it, really? But I, th I think there's there's a lot in that. And I think it's it's kind of like, a as you described, Cheese, in terms of, you know, what we were talking about a year ago and the year before that. It's like a swinging pendulum. And actually, if we can get that stability where we can rely on on the bowling attack and players with the bat, then, you know, we'll be championship contenders. Yeah, I mean, on paper, OK, I'm biased, but on paper, the first 11 is possibly the strongest 11 in the, the championship question marks on two names but I think it is all around incredibly strong if they play at like their peak um, obviously if everyone's depressed it's not going to be a strong 11 but, you know, if we set a fixed point and everyone's playing at their best I don't think other counties as an 11 matches individually 100% there'll be better players in better positions um, elsewhere but you can't have like every the best of everyone because that'd be the national side and it's just impossible um, but yeah I just I feel like either we don't give the bowlers enough rest with the batting performance and they're still tired for the next session because if you have your top end collapse after you've just been bowling for a day and a half and you're knackered the last thing you want to do is go out to the crease and stand on your feet again you want to be recovering and setting yourself up for you know a big of a swing at the end because you've got a big total and be energized to go start running in again 
it just feels like the balance is a bit off. And since you've mentioned it, I mean, Rossington just doesn't fit. It, it just seemed to me as if um, this good county cricket came available because he's fallen out of his county. And then S has gone, a lot of will take him, you know, without thinking about it too much. And now they're trying to slot him in. That's how, it, that's how it's coming across. Hopefully I'm wrong and there's a strategy and he was someone they're eyeing up to sign in the first place. But um, you, you have a feeling of sometimes that with the, you know, with the oh, some overseas players, that it was just, oh, this person was available, not, not that this person strategically fits into our squad. Um, but maybe that's yeah. all they could do at the time. I mean, we'd, we don't know, you know, sort of, what who who was available and but then I suppose there's there's also the the question of anyone that could have been brought up maybe from the second eleven, you know. But that's, that's, that's my point. We're not, yeah. we're not yeah we're not short we're not short of talent in the second eleven and they're doing really well. So yeah, because you've got a lot, you've got a lot of good batsmen coming through your bottom and you know I mentioned today, uh, Pepper can obviously perform in the yeah. past. Um, I, I thought it was a weird appointment. I was. Uh, I wouldn't, I mean, I think we've wasted, not wasted, because I think Sketty is a good bowler and stuff, and I, um, but I, I did think that we, our second overseas player should have been a world-class batsman. Mm. That would strengthen our squad, not bringing, not bringing in someone who's as good as the rest of the team and blocking a place for our youngsters coming through. Yeah. It's a missed, so rather than a waste, it's, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it, it, these both these signings felt as if like, these these players are available. They're good players. They're available. We'll take them. You know. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Well, I think I mean that gives us a good, I think a good overview of the season so far. Um, and then of course you know we're looking ahead um, to Northamptonshire, um, and I think. It'd be, I think that it would just be interesting to see how that unfolds. Um, obviously, we've we've not been at home for a couple of games, so maybe the comfort of being back at um, Fortress Essex, Fortress Chelmsford, you know, might might put a bit of a spring, uh, you know, in 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 the step, and and fingers crossed, you know, we can be confident that, that the Plan C definitely is there. I'm looking forward to this Northampton game. I think it's a good time to reset. I mean, you've got a lot of players mm. who need who need good results. Um, because I mean, I take Lawrence for instance, he's probably not going to play because he's he pulled his hamstring or something, isn't he? Um, yeah. But I think someone like Lawrence who spent the winter obviously in, in very beautiful conditions, but carrying the drinks most of the time. Can't have done his confidence any good. Uh mm or his morale, and then you come back to county cricket and it's not, you know, when you really need a big score, um, and it must be playing on his mind the fact that, you know, his, his dream of playing for England is, is now, is, you know, is, is nationally up for debate and people are talking about him. So I think he needs a bit, I doubt he'll play, but if he does, he needs a big score. I think that Northampton, one of the weaker teams in Division 1, were at home, as you said, Terry, before Chelmsford. This is a good chance for... Bowlers get a lot of wickets, bats get a lot of runs, um, you know, reset, and then we've got the really big game against the Yorkshire after that. Yeah. Going forward to that with um, some serious momentum. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, even though we've 
we've been quite not over, not overly critical, but I think you know we have dissected performance in in the sense of you know we're looking for the weaknesses. But I think that that's naturally where we where our conversation goes because ultimately we want to see the best Essex side out that we can possibly have. But I think there's you know there's something to look forward to in the next few days. Um, I'll certainly. Sorry, we've been used to winning the last few seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and I think that as a as a as a spectator, there's a weird mindset going into it because you know when you if you're if, if you're going in thinking well I hope we win but you know I'm not expecting it. Actually, you can kind of cope with the results a bit better. But when you're, as you say, you know when you're used to winning, it's actually it's quite challenging dealing with the losses. No, no, well, maybe it's just me that sulks. Cheese. Um, well, I think it's like everything, mate. It's, you can't have a sense of entitlement that just because on paper you're the best that that's how it's going to turn out. Like, there's always got to be a bit of guarded pragmatism about the result, but it is disappointing to lose. Um, I think... Before the last two games, I said, oh, if we're undefeated after these two games, it's a really good platform. And I think that has to be the minimum for the next two. I'd really like to see two wins because I think that gives you the platform to go on and say, right, we've had a bit of a blip at the start. It's only one game we're talking about. You know, drew the first one because of a road, won the second, lost the third. That's not that bad a start. We're slap bang in the middle of the table. Two wins probably puts us top or second and we're playing the two teams either side of us so these are the games we should be winning yeah yeah, yeah. Um, two, two wins puts us easy second yeah and a draw and a loss is probably as good as two ties I know the points mean otherwise but it's not that bad it, to be that far off two losses and we'd be going oh are we are we relegation candidates or you know that's being hyperbolic, but you know what I mean? The, the tone and the, the manner would be completely flipped. So two, two draws, perfectly happy. Ideally, two wins. Two losses, then the bigger questions get asked. And this gets a bit more difficult because that's three in a row. And I don't think we'd be relegated. But what would become what would start as hyperbole becomes a realistic um, prospect of the word. Exactly, prospect. English teacher, there you go. Well, I think we'll see it unfold over the next few days, won't we? So, um, you know, no doubt we'll, we'll, we'll keep in contact um, and we'll keep our, um, our perspective um on the twitter feed um and keep people up to date um i'm not able to go unfortunately um teaching gets in the way of that um are either of you able to make any of it get down to chelmsford uh the house is getting rewired so (laughs) (laughs) i'll be lucky if i can listen to it on a battery powered radio (laughs) Well, I don't have that 
nice office anymore where I can, you know, sort of sneak the the screen. So I'll be I'll be keeping a keen eye on on my phone. It is strange how it's a bank holiday weekend and yet there's no there's no cricket on the Monday. I know it's madness. Well, I know it's, I, I surprise they wouldn't. I know I'm sure there's very good reasons around players re, re, recuperation and stuff like that, and that's what they're thinking about in their souls and it's their safeguarding. That's what players is their self focus. But I do think it's odd that you got a bank holiday weekend with cricket only on two or three days. Mm. Yeah. If it was they had plot on the Friday, I could make the last day, but I unfortunately. I was hoping to sneak off on Friday, but uh I had your meetings booked in rather annoyingly. Wow. And when there's um, you know, brain lapses when I was like, why is my calendar free on a Friday? Let's put a load of meetings in. I was like, oh that was why. Oh what <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So you you do you know what you need to do. He's uh, asked the same announcer just to be quiet half an hour so I can claim in an office. Not have any wickets for. Just get one of those noise cancelling things. You can get one of those things that that literally you get a little microphone and it blocks everything around you out, and you can you could be anywhere. I think you should do that. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I think that's a, a reasonable point for us to get to. I think we keep fingers crossed the next few days. Uh, keep an eye on social media. Um, we'll be up on Twitter. We'll be on Facebook. Um, and where if if it's in if it's at all possible and I can do any updates um videos and things like this I'll do them but um guys it's been really great to catch up and um let's hope that that we get a we get a win um Fortress Chelmsford hopefully it goes well so I think at this point it is um goodbye from me goodbye from me and goodbye from me